You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to be with you guys for another week. As you know, we now release our episodes on Sunday. So happy Sunday to you and thanks for always being with us. We are continuing our series on stewardship. And in the series stewardship, it's all about us realizing if God can trust us with a little then he knows that he can trust us with more. It's just like the story with the talents. Those he can trust with fewer talents were able to be blessed with more. And so that's the same way that we view stewardship. And last week we talked about faith, about how God tests our faith. And if he can test your faith a little bit, then he knows he can test your faith for more. But if he can only test your faith where you can't even test your faith for a little bit, it's going to be hard for God to increase the things that he brings into your life for you to have faith for. And today our topic is, what is your disobedience keeping you from? What is your disobedience keeping you from? And again, it's the same principle. If God knows that you can be obedient with the first instructions that he gave you, then he knows you can be obedient with more. So I'm so excited to dive into that and go over the four things that the Holy Spirit talk to me about when it comes to what is your disobedience keeping you from. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted you to know that this episode was brought to you by our May I Call You Queen Masterclass course. So the course begins officially January 28th. As you know, the last time we had an episode, we were coming off the heels of it. And I was just praying this week about people that were inquiring about it, people that have begun signing up and just how God wanted me to go about the whole process. Um, But it's going to be life-changing. And one of the things that I want people to know, if you're someone who listens to the podcast and you're still wondering, like, is this something that God is asking you or you know, encouraging you to do at this moment. I'm going to give more in the episode about a revelation God gave me this week of something that he wants me to do when it comes to the course. So please stay tuned for that. But one of the things that I want you to know is um, sometimes when people ask questions back and forth, and even the Holy Spirit download this in my spirit before someone asks this question, is at the end, how will I be different? At the end of this course, what's going to be changed, transformed, what what is something and it, and when you're doing a service related or something where there's transformation going on and it's spiritual or it's personal development, it's something that I don't want to say like, oh, after this, you're going to have a new job. After this, you're going to like, because you can't promise that because everything is in God's timing. But what I do know, what I can promise is that your purpose will be activated. Through this experience, God will, through the power of the Holy Spirit, allow me to help you activate your purpose. Activate your purpose to another level if you're already walking in your purpose. So activating it to another level or activating your purpose because you're standing in a position right now where I don't even know what that is. I don't know where to begin and I don't know where that starts. And so going through the process of spiritually, personally, and professionally developing you more into the woman that God called you to be, this course will help you to activate your purpose to a new level or activate the purpose that's in you that you have not been aware of or has 
been lying dormant. So I hope that's an encouragement for you. I hope that brings some more clarity to some of you because I know how that is. Before I make an investment, I need clarity. I need a word from God. And so I just wanted people to know that. So January 28th is when we'll begin the course. So I hope that I will see a lot of you there. I will leave my email in the show notes so that you can get in contact with me or you can send us a message on Instagram for the Royal Access or if you're in the Royal Access community, you can always connect with me on Facebook. So let's dive into this episode. I'm so, so excited. And so one of the things that I talked about is that, you know, God wants us to be obedient with the first instructions that he gave us. And so sometimes we say, you know, I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient to God. I want to follow what God's asking me to do, but Corel, you know, temptation is real. You know, it's hard. It's hard out here trying not to be tempted, trying not to be persuaded or distracted. Temptation is real. And so that that's something. That's something that that that's hard. Um distractions are real. That nobody's perfect. You know, we love that line. No, nobody's perfect. Nobody only God can judge me. Tupac, we be all Tupacin out there. Only God can judge me. Don't judge me. But all of that is what is is keeping us from really walking into everything that God has for us to do. And so, like I said, I wanted to share four things with you when I talk about the fact that if you're not being obedient with the first instructions God gave you, then it's going to be hard for you to be obedient in the bigger things or things that you may seem bigger. Or sometimes people are confused about what should my direction be or what should I do next or how should I go about my life or how should I make this next decision? And they're trying to hear from God and they're saying, you know, like, why is it so hard to hear from God? And I know I've been in those seasons like, is it God? Is it me? I don't know if this is me. I don't know if it's God. I don't I don't know exactly what this is. And I don't know if I even have that close of a relationship with God to know. And so that back and forth, I think a lot of it, you know, that confusion, it leads us down a path where we end up being disobedient because we're confused, we're distracted, we're not aligned. And that's, I believe, because we are not following the first set of instructions that God has given us. So I want to read some scripture verses for you as I go through this episode to let us know that God already gave us a lot of instructions, but we're just not doing them. Like he's already given us the instructions, but we're not doing them. So one of the first instructions, Joshua 1 and 8, and this has been a big theme for me since I came into this year, but Joshua is also the book that I started the year off reading. And Joshua 1 and 8 says, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And so the first thing is God already gave us the instruction. So we're sitting there like, God, why am I not successful? God, why am I not seeing the manifestation of the visions that you've given me? Or why am I not seeing it? And I think the reason is because you'll study in a book day and night. You're not studying the book. So some of you super saints on air maybe be like, nah, nah, friend, nah, I study the book. I studied the book, but one of the things that I think we realize and one of the things God has been revealing to me recently is if you study the book, not read it, not know some of the chapters, study it, digest it, live it, live and breathe it, then you will realize for me about who God really is and what God does with his children and the people who follow him and the people who are obedient to listen to his voice. So what I mean by that is, Moses 
was walking with the Israelites for 40 years. Noah was building an ark. He didn't even know what an ark was. He never had, he never saw a rain. Like everybody thought he was stupid. They thought he was an idiot. Um, but he continued to build the ark. Mary had to convince everybody, no, I didn't. This is the Holy Spirit's baby. I'm still pure. Still marry me, Joseph. I'm still pure. Yeah, she had to go through ridicule. People had to look at her like she was silly. Daniel was sent into the lion's den. Like, okay, you may die. Uh, or most people would think you would die. Esther, actually, you know, going before the king and not being summoned, um, that was a death. Like, you know, and she said, if I die, I die. Like, I'll just die. Like, if this is what God wants me to do, I'll just die. You know, Gideon, he reduced the army to 300. My point is, David went against Goliath and didn't even see him. Like, that even made sense. Nobody was able to defeat him. And then David was on the run for 15 years after, 15, 15 years after being told that he would be king. You know, there's so many years. Joshua told, you know, I, I love Joshua. And he told them that we could conquer the promised land. Ten other spies didn't see it. They had to wait 40 years. When we wait in three years, five years, God ain't, God ain't saying nothing, man. God ain't, God, God ain't, God ain't doing what, what I need him to do. Uh, and the thing what, what God is reminding me of when he says Joshua 1 and 8, if you study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night. What I understand and what I believe God is saying is the reason you succeed is because in the valley, you are reminded when you read the Bible, you are reminded that, you know what? These people were in a valley and God didn't forget about them. These people were in a valley, but God was working it out for their good. These people were in a valley and it was a painful valley, but God was still up to something. God isn't a man who should lie. He, he supplies all my needs. He's there. And so what it's saying is you'll succeed because you will stay committed to whatever it is God told you, even in the difficult times, even when it's been five years, even when it's been 10 years, even when it's been 40 years that I haven't seen it, I stay committed to what God said. But what if it doesn't happen? God is still God. God is still sovereign. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So many times there are things that we want to happen and our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And so why he's saying in Joshua 1 and 8, meditate on my word is because he was trying to change your heart. He's trying to change your perspective. He's trying to allow you to see things like the people in the Bible saw things. And one of the things that God brought to me today is, I wonder if I wonder if there were other people that God called. I wonder if God, there were other people God wanted to use, but they were not successful on coming out on the other end because they gave up because it was taking too long, because they gave up, because they got distracted, because I don't have time to read my word, because my word isn't helping me to win. When I look on Instagram, these people are winning. When I look on Facebook, these people are winning. When I look in the media, when I look around the world, it looks like these people are, are winning. So I don't have time to be obedient anymore. I have to take powers into my own hands. I have to go and seek it out myself. I have to figure it out how to do it myself, because when I was obedient, I was five years in the struggle. When I was obedient, I was 10 years in the struggle. When I was obedient... But God is saying, if you meditate on my word, you would see that this is where I do my best work. 
this this is how I move. This is how I operate. I don't operate the way that you operate in this generation, including me. I'm a part of this generation. I want it quick. The patience is not there. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to groove. I'm trying to get it done. I'm just, I'm not about that life. I'm just, you know, I just want to do what I want to do in my time. But if you meditate on God's word, if you understand God's word and you read God's word, then you would realize that this isn't anything new, that there are so many people in the Bible who had to go through valleys, who had to go through painful experiences, but God still worked it out for their good. God was still in the midst. God never left them. He never forsake them. And that's the same thing God is saying to you. The reason your plans aren't succeeding is because you're giving up. You're giving up or you want it to look the way that that you wanted it to look when our thoughts are not his thoughts. You had a design, you had a vision, you had a, a plan of how it was going to look. And so the first thing is, if you cannot be obedient to read the word day and night, you're never going to be able to be obedient to walk into more of the fullness or a greater level of fullness that God wants you to walk into because you're going to forfeit. You're going to forfeit the dream before it's time because you, and you have to meditate on a day and night because you will forget. You will, when, when you go in life and walk through life and see other people winning and see other things happening for other people and see time going after time and then having people ask you questions about, oh, how is this going? And then it's a sore point and they mean well, they mean well. Well, some of them, some of them just being nosy, but a lot of times they mean well and you find yourself getting defensive. You find yourself getting overwhelmed. It's like, oh my gosh, God. Oh my gosh, like when I'm out here on this real world, it's it's difficult, it's painful, it's a valley. I don't want to keep explaining why this hasn't happened in my life yet. It's hard. And God is saying, I just need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. But when you read the word day and night, that's your reminder. And so God is saying, you, you can't be obedient with the next thing I want to do with you because you haven't been obedient to the first word I gave you, which was study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then. And it says only. So the instructions tell us. So the first thing is you have to read the word. You haven't been, have you been obedient meditating on the word? Because if you have, God has already started to do a work in you. You're already starting to see that even though to the outside world, I'm not successful, I'm starting to be successful in the inside because I'm becoming more like Christ. The second thing is pray. The second thing is pray. And God tells us, In the Bible, Philippians 4 and 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So sometimes you're you're asking God, I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient in your direction. Lord, if you want me to move, I want to be obedient if you're telling me to move. Lord, if you want me to go to this school, if you don't want me to go to school, if you you want me to have a relationship, I want to be obedient. Let me hear you, Lord. Let me hear. And you're you're asking, you're you're trying to have the kind of faith needed or the obedience needed to do to be obedient in something that seems really big or really, you know, I saw you ask this person to be obedient by being a leader over this particular thing or acquiring these things or managing this amount of money in their business or launching out into entrepreneurship or being obedient and taking a position or being obedient. And I want to be obedient in that way. And you say, yeah, you want to be obedient in that way. The first thing is be obedient in prayer, be obedient in prayer. And when you're obedient in prayer, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, 
present your request to God. I said in a live at the end of the new year, that was a really good live. I'm not on Instagram on my personal page anymore in terms of I'm not active, but you can go back on the personal page and watch that live from New Year's Eve. And I was talking about how I was having a conversation with my friend's fiance and he was talking about how when listening and hearing from God, you have to tell God to empty me, empty me. And I wanted to dive deeper into what empty me means. Empty me means that I want to remove all of the desires or the anxiousness that I have for a particular thing. Because sometimes there are things that we want and God don't want it for you. Child, please. Like we want it, but God's like, yeah, that's that's not happening. I don't want that for you. But there are some times when we want the same things that God wants. However, we don't always know. We don't always know. Sometimes it's taking a long time to happen in our life. So I don't really know if God wants this for me too. And so the Bible says be anxious for nothing. And so in order to not be anxious, you need to empty your thoughts. You need to empty out yourself to say, okay, God, only what you want. So you may be saying, okay, practically, Corel, how do I how do I empty myself? How do you empty yourself is you write down all of the things that you desire. And so when we write down all of the things that I desire, look at that list honestly and truthfully. And when you look at that list, if there's anything on that list that if God said that, you know, you want, but God came to you and say, I don't have this for you. Would you be hurt? Would you be upset? Or would you be disappointed? And the thing is, be real because it's okay. It's okay if you'll be hurt or disappointed. If God, if you wrote on the list that I want to have children and if, and you know, and an honest answer to yourself is if God said that I don't have this for you, I would be upset. I would be disappointed. Now, listen to me carefully. I'm not saying that God doesn't have it for you. I'm not saying that you can write things on that list and God doesn't have those things. What I'm saying is you have to empty yourself to a point in order to not be anxious about that thing, in order to not doubly see seek that thing and seek God at the same time, you have to surrender it. You have to put it down. I tell people often when they ask me about certain things in my life, I said, you know, I I hope and I pray every day that God would take me to a place where I feel about everything, every decision, every desire, every want in my life, the way that I feel about living in Freeport. I said, the way that I feel about living in Freeport is if God told me that I have to live on this island in Freeport, Grand Bahama, in the Bahamas for the rest of my life, then I will be fine. I mean, once COVID is over, I feel like I can travel. So <laughs> I don't mind. I still can travel all over the world and be impactful and this be my home. And so therefore, if God said this is your home for your rest of your life, okay. Um, but if God said, you know, no, I need you to leave tomorrow. Like if God dropped in my spirit, like, I'm on Daniel fast right now. So if I'm on this Daniel fast and when I'm, and I'm praying for clarity and direction, that is the purpose of this Daniel fast. And so after I'm finished this 21 days of, you know, having prayer and fasting and asking God for clarity and direction and God said, I need you to move to South Africa, um, tomorrow. Okay. I will literally pack my bags and go like I, that, that is honestly how I feel about it. Like I can live here for the, like, there's no, whatever you say. But I cannot say that about everything in my life. I have emptied my, when it comes to location and where God wants me to live in my life. Um, I mean, some parts probably will be hard. Like if you got to go live in a country where it's, you know, very different in terms of your economic status and you have to live in a tent. And even I made that work for like a week when I did a mission trip to Greece. That bed, I mean, I complained a little bit. Um, 
you know, but I, yeah, there was even a time where I was, you know, praying and contemplating going on the logo ship for mission work, which is living in a very small cabin on a ship for two years. And I, if I was like, God, if this is you, I will go. And he was just like, nah, son, that's you. So don't go. Um, but that's how willing I am. And that's how surrendered I am about location. But friends, friends, can I tell you, can I tell you that the Lord is still working on your girl in some other areas of my life? There are some things I will write down on my list. And if God says, no, honey, boo-boo, that is not for you. No, traveling the world and speaking to millions, not for you, honey, boo-boo. Bet, I I thought that was you. Uh, Okay, okay, that's going to be... Okay, uh, I'll, you know, and I, I, you know, or, or marriage. Let's, let's just be real. Call a spade a spade. If God said that's not for you. Children. Uh, that would be hard. But if God told me to adopt, I think that I, I can adopt. You know what I mean? But there are some. So, so with that one, it's like, if God said no, not physical, I would still be hurt. I would, I, I'm telling you, I would be disappointed, but I wouldn't have a long transition with adoption because, and I know it could be hard and I know it could be, but it would have to be something God told me to do. And it, with everything, it always should be something God tells you to do. But when it comes to emptying you, I think in order to to pray to God, you have to hear that first verse that says, do not be anxious about anything. So if you're saying, God, I would be obedient in the big things, God is saying, you won't be obedient in the first thing I said in my scripture, which was do not be anxious about anything. And in order for you not to be anxious, you have to be honest with God and tell him, okay, these some things on my list is a little hard. You're going to have to help me, walk me through it. I don't know how long it's going to take for you to walk me through it, for me to surrender it, for me to feel ev- about everything on my list the way that I feel about Freeport in terms of I can live here for life or I can move tomorrow. But we want to get to that place. We want to get to that place. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Are there things on my list? And the thing is, it's natural. It's human nature. But we're not going to allow that to be used as an excuse. Because if God cannot... If you cannot be obedient with these first instructions, how can you be obedient with the other things I want to bring in your life? So the next one that I want to tell you about is tithing, financial. We all want to see, Lord, where the money resides, where the money resides. We want to be where the money resides. We want that financial gain. We want that financial blessing. We we want it. But the scripture says in Malachi, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it in. All right. God said, if I can get it through you, then I will get it to you. If I can get it through you, I can get it to you. God says, test me in this. So it's like, God, why don't I want to, you know, you could, you could trust me with a thousand dollars. Yeah. You could trust me with a million. I, you could trust me to be a millionaire entrepreneur. Really? I can trust you with that. Because when I tell you to tithe, you don't. And for the super saints, when I tell you to sow, you don't. When I tell you to sow, and there's so many times when God told me to sow and the money came. God told me to invest and do an event. And I don't know where the money coming from the event, but God brings the money out of nowhere. Like, it's like, where did that come from? But God is saying, if I can get it through you, then I can get it to you. And when he says through you, if I can get you to invest, if I can get you to sow, if I can get you to bless. And for some people who are who are not on the first level, if I can't even get you to tithe, then I can't even get you to the next opportunity where I'm trying to stretch the amount that you sow, that when you sow in good soil. 
I can't I can't even get you to sow into good soil because we, we still on tithing level. And remember, we're talking about stewardship. I first need you to do the 10th. So if you're not even at the tithing level, let's not even worry about if God is asking you to sow. And sometimes he moves it. I remember, God, there were times where if God told me to give someone $10, $10. What? First, God had to get me to tithe. So then I started tithing consistently. You're like, <laughs> I be tithing. And you see it. You see the difference. Like, no lie. Like, when I tithe, like, I see God provide all the needs all the time, right on time, in the nick of time. But after a while, God's like, yeah, okay, great. We got the tithing down. Okay, you did, what do you want, a cookie? Again, we're talking about stewardship. You already tithing. Let's move on to the next level. The next level was you need to sow in someone's life. And the, and the amount keeps growing. And I think we think you know, that I'm going to reach a level of comfortability. Like you're, you're not, if you're on a walk of faith, if you're on a walk with God, the goal is not to be comfortable, not while you're on earth. God is stretching you the whole time. You're like, oh, as soon as I can start just making, you know, a good amount. No, God ain't never about to allow you to make a good amount and be comfortable. It's not about being comfortable. There's never, there's never amount. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like even Oprah status, Oprah has to now invest in things. It's just different money. We all have to go through the stretching and the, and the, you know, for your event, you might be like, ooh, let me get 20 people. Ooh, let me get 20 people. For a big time famous per- person, ooh, let me get 20,000. Ooh, let me get 20,000. If I don't get 20,000, it's a problem. For you, it's like, ooh, it's a stretch. I got to invest $500. Ooh, this is a stretch. Ooh, this is a stretch. You know what Oprah got to stretch? Ooh, I got to invest 500000 But you're never going to be on a level where you have to invest 500000 because you were never on the level where you were willing to invest five hundred. Let's just talk facts. You were never on a level where you were willing to invest it. God is saying, if I can't get you, if I can't get it through you, then I can't get it to you. God asked me, I'll say, you're building this business. You're saying, you know, I, I'm building a six-figure business. I want it to be six figures and more. And for what? For what? All of you, you know, I want to be where the money resides. For what? For why? Why are you building this? You know, I just want to make sure, you know, I get to a point on my job where they're giving me six figures or where I at least make in 75000 For what? To be comfortable? To be comfortable? I mean, let's talk about it. To be comfortable? God's like, what do you, why do you want this business to grow? What is? What are you about to do? What are you about to do with this money that you're bringing in? Is it to provide more jobs for people? More opportunities for people to work in an environment that is, you know, glorifying my name, that is helping them to pursue purpose? Let me know. Because I could get behind that. Because that means I'm getting money through you for a reason. Is it to provide scholarships to invest in other people who want to do opportunities, but at this point they don't have the money to? Is it to invest scholarships? Let me know. Because if I could get the money through you, then I can get the money to you. But let me know what it's for. Is it to do mission projects? To help the homeless, the drug addicted, the people who are less fortunate? Are there programs? Are there initiatives? Are there ways that you are giving back tangible ways? There's a set amount. What, do you, what, 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 what is the six figures for? What is the Is it for comfortability? Is it for... For ego? Is it for pride? Is it for rank? Is it for bragging rights? What is it for? Because if I could get the money through you, then I can get the money to you. But I need to know it, it, I need to know it's not about comfortability. I need to know it's not about pride. I need to know it's not about ego. I need to know it's not about ticking something off of a list. I need to know why am I getting the money to you? Because if I cannot get the money through you, then I don't need to bring the money to you. I don't need to bring it to you because I can't get it through you to do what you're supposed to do in the earth.
Proverbs 19 and 17 says, the one who is gracious to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord will repay him for his good deeds. Do you want the money to position yourself to do what God has called you to do? And so, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, there's something that God gave me and downloaded in my spirit about doing the course because the course is $500. And so I remember after I said it, you know, there are, there are always people who are like, yeah, it's a little steep. And I know, I know what that is because I know I, I have been there and I was like, God, like you told me to charge this price. And he was like, no, leave the price. I need you. I need it to be there. And he said, it's because I'm growing their faith and growing level of obedience. The persons that will be in there, the persons who will be activated through purpose in this first session, I need to grow their faith. And same thing with people who will continue to do the session. So that's, that's where I need to grow their faith and I need to get them to that level. And so do not discount because I need to get them to that level. And so there were a lot of people who came at the beginning, like, you know, I'm willing to sew. And some people were like, I'm not willing to sew the full amount, but I can sew it for someone else. Um, I think it's a great opportunity, but now is not the time. And like I said, totally, totally got it. I'm just trying to be obedient. Whoever God wants in the class, he's going to send in the class. And so I was listening to a podcast this week, which was really good. And it was talking about how to price what you're worth. And so they were on the area of discounts and, you know, giving opportunities. And how do you go about that? You know, we're not Chanel, which is a luxury brand. Chanel, um, they don't put anything on discounts. They rather burn their inventory that did not sell. And so the lady was like, yeah, I'm not Chanel. And so there are different ways that she goes about giving back and providing opportunities for people who may not be able to afford it. And as soon as I heard it, the Lord dropped that in my spirit because there were so many people who came to me who either wanted to sew a book in someone's life. And even when we did the May I Call You Queen event, we had people sew into that event or they wanted to sew something towards somebody doing the course. Um, or there were people who said, yes, I would definitely love to do this course, but it's just financially not in my budget during this time. Um, and then there were some people who said, you know, I'm going to move forward right now. I feel like, I just feel like this is what God wants me to do. So I'm going to move forward in faith. And so one of the things that God downloaded in my spirit that the lady said that she does, she said that she coaches women of color because her whole movement is helping, um, women of color to be able to, be confident and able to negotiate and able to be paid their worth in the corporate world. That's the whole mission of her business. And so she teaches those in the corporate world of what it means to, you know, do equal pay and equal pay for women and so on and so forth. And so she says what she does, if there is a woman of color who wants one-on-one coaching and she cannot afford it at the time, she coaches that woman for free with with the stipulation and the guideline that when that woman is on her feet, that she will pay it forward and she will pay the full price for another woman to take part in the one-on-one coaching. And so as soon as I heard that, God downloaded it in my spirit and I said, that's the same thing. And I've had somebody take advantage of take advantage of it already. So if you're listening, course doesn't open until January 28th. And you know, you know, I felt like, you know, I do need my purpose activated. And I do believe that there are something that God wants me to get from this experience of being in this small community with these like-minded women and hearing the things that he wants to download in my spirit when it comes to taking me to another level, when it comes to my spiritual development, my personal development and my professional development, I do feel like God is calling me to that, then, you know, contact me because if you want to be a part of the pay it forward, because what it says is that you enter the course for free, but you are willing to sow into someone less fortunate, the full $500 to do the course at another time. Someone that you choose, someone that you will pay for once you 
are in that in that space and and praying about I do believe that God could do it in a year it's the beginning of the year and so beginning of the year is hard for a lot of people it's January their bills their things coming up but I do believe and that's why I said everything has to be Christ led if Christ led you to it I'm not I mean if God told me to do this course he's going to supply the people that are supposed to be there, he's going to make sure that those people are in the right room. So make sure that it is God leading you. But if God is leading you, then there is also someone I believe that he wants you to pour into. Because again, when it comes to financial gain and financial wealth, it's not about us. It's God saying, if I can get it through you, then I will get it to you. And so if you think that, you know, I want to do the pay it forward method. I want to, I want to believe God for $500 at some point during this year, that at some point during this year, that he will bring it to me because he knows he can get it through me and I will continue to pray if there's somebody even on my heart that I know can benefit from a course like this that I do want to have that opportunity to sow into and just trusting God for him to bring it in a season in this time then talk to me about it because I think a lot of times we struggle with God you can trust me with a million dollars and God is like saying really I can't trust you with 20 I can't trust you with 20 and the last one the last one where God wants us to be obedient I feel is forgiveness forgiveness. So what does the Bible say about forgiveness? Because I think the reason why God wants us to to be able to understand forgiveness and I had a status about it this week is because forgiveness is directly tied to love. Forgiveness is directly tied to love and the status said don't let unforgiveness keep you from experiencing love. So forgive God, forgive yourself, and forgive others. For the longest, I think years ago, I came across this saying where it said, I think it might have been back in 2013 um, when I first decided to take a year off of dating and just trying to understand love and having love in my life and just knowing that I was taking that year for myself. And the saying was, love God, love yourself, and love others. And the scripture, Matthew 6, 14, 15 said, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So if God isn't forgiving us, that means we're cut off from having that open love and open communication with God and God is love. So if I'm cut off from that open, open communication and open experience of love with God, then I cannot love on others because I don't have love because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't forgiven. And what God was trying to tell me was that sometimes you think you're operating in love, but you're not. So what do I mean by that? They're like, yes, Corel, I, I love, you know, I don't always forget. I have some people I have not forgiven, but I do believe I'm walking around in love. Well, the Bible says if you haven't forgiven, if you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you. So that means you're not experiencing grace and forgiveness and love from God in this moment because you're holding on to unforgiveness. So in this moment, you're not experiencing God's love. And so what you're operating from is not love. So sometimes we do things that people who love do and we think, well, I love because I wouldn't have done that if I didn't love. I wouldn't have, you know, taken this person this place if I didn't love them. I wouldn't have sacrificed my time and go out of my way and do this if I didn't love the person. I wouldn't have been here if I didn't love the person. Are you doing it out of obligation or respect? Because you could do something out of obligation and respect and not from a place of love. You're doing it because you feel obligated to do it, not because you love the person, not because it's it's not, the root isn't love. You could be doing it as manipulation. You want the person to do something for you. 
And that's why I think I, I realized like in relationships that I was in um, when I was younger or either as a teenager or 20s that you didn't really love the person. You did what you have to do to get what you want. And so that's manipulation. That's not love. And so the source and the root is not love. The source and the root is manipulation. It could be you're seeking praise. You're seeking validation. You want someone to say, oh my God, that was so nice. Yes, I am nice. So it didn't come from a place of love. It came from a place of I want validation. And so that's why I did it. I want acceptance. I want approval. And so it wasn't birthed out of love. It was birthed out of needing acceptance, needing approval, needing validation. All of those things are motives, but those aren't love. And so that's why I think sometimes we get sidetracked or we get fooled to think that I am operating from love. But if you're dealing with any level of unforgiveness in your heart, then the root of how you interact with others is not love. The root of how you interact with others is something else. And you have to get to the root and the motive behind why are you interacting in that way? Because it's not love if you're still harboring unforgiveness. And you could be, I was having a conversation with one of my friends today, you could be having and harboring unforgiveness even with God. And it's you can resent God. And it sounds bad to say like God is like the audacity. And yes, it's true, the audacity of us, but be real. It is true, the audacity, but be real. God had to deal with me because there are a lot of things in my life that I feel like it took so long. And I was listening to a podcast this week by Christine Keene and it was so good. And it was talking about, you know, trusting God when it's the long way and talking about how the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years and it was a three-day journey. And she said, you know, sometimes we're like that to God. Like, you know, I've been in this forever. Do you know there was a shorter route? And I'm like, yes, I say that all that. Like, this did not have to be this long. Like, you know, this ain't have to be this long. Like, it don't take this long. It don't take this long, Jesus. Like, you're doing a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot right now. It don't take this long. This literally. And that's what happened with the Israelites. It literally could happen in three days. This is literally a three-day route, but it's happening in 40 years. Why? Why? Because of your disobedience. And what she was saying in, in the episode was that God can deliver you out of something. So they were delivered out of Egypt. They're no longer slaves. So you were delivered out of something. You're no longer sleeping around. You're no longer being manipulative. You're no longer stealing. You're no longer in drugs. You're no longer clubbing. You're no longer gossiping. You're no longer doing whatever. Like you no longer do that. You had this particular life before and you're not doing it anymore. But are you still delivered from it in terms of God is trying to change what's inside of you? It's like that phrase where you could take the girl out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the girl. You can take you out of the bad relationship. You could take you out of, you know, focusing on being selfish or self-centered. I can take you out of a lifestyle where you're doing that, but what's still going on inside of you? Have I delivered you from that? Because if I don't deliver you from that, then when it's time to go and fight, and if you read the beginning of Joshua, all they're doing is fighting different battles. They went into the promised land and they just fighting, 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 fighting. After 40 years, they were slaves mentally, emotionally. And so if they took them in their three days, they would have died, they would have ran, they wouldn't have been able to, to be able to... To fight. So what I'm trying to say to you is the reason why, you know, God is saying, I need the level of your obedience to move when it comes to forgiveness. I need the level of your obedience to be at this certain place. I need you to, to pray. I need you to read your word. I need you to give, to tithe. I need to see the level of obedience because where I'm carrying you, you're going to have to be able to fight. 
in that arena. You're going to have to be able to function. And so I'm working on you on the inside. I'm purifying you. This is for your good. The long game is actually a good thing because I'm working out things on the inside that needs to be able to be worked out so that you will be able to see the manifestation in that season. So example, for the longest I was on my job, I hated my job. I just wanted to go into a private sector. Lord moved me for three and a half years begging, move me out of the school system, move me out of the school system. And I'm saying move me out of the school system because I am planning to go into the private sector. God is saying, I am keeping you on that job because you're not going into the private sector. You're about to be an entrepreneur and you're going to need to know how to fight battles as an entrepreneur. And so in order for you to be able to do that, I need to keep you on this job so I can prepare you financially. I need to keep you on this job so I can prepare you emotionally. I need to keep you on this job so I can prepare you mentally to be an entrepreneur. So you don't know what I'm about to take you into. So you just have to trust that I'm preparing you. That's a word for somebody because you're still in it. You don't know what I'm about to take you into, so you have to trust me because I'm preparing you. As soon as I came back from doing my master's degree and was on that job that I hated, was the first time we did an entrepreneurial event in 2010. As soon I came back, I moved back to the Bahamas in 2010, August 2010, I started working. I moved back to the Bahamas May 2010. I started working at the school August 2010, and my first entrepreneurial journey and venture with my brother happened in November 2010. Got immediately. I didn't even start complaining about the job yet. So before it became a problem, God was preparing me for my next. And so what I'm saying is when I read the Bible, when I pray and not be, and I'm not anxious, when I'm giving and investing and knowing that there's something that God wants me to do, when I'm in a position of I'm forgiving everyone around me, including God, who I'm resenting for keeping me in this thing for so long. God is still doing a great work in me because there's something he's preparing me for. And so something that when I walk into that, I can be obedient on another level. I'm saying if you meditate on God's word, there's so much instructions he's already given you to be obedient with. But if you're not doing it, you're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out on what God is asking you to do because your perspective needs to change. And God is saying that to me all the time. And that's why it's meditate on the word day and night because you're going to hear it today and you're like, woo, yeah, child, that's good. That's good. And then you move on and there's no application. And that's one of the good things that I love about the fact that we're going into this course because you have accountability, you have application, and you have a repetitive situation where we were hammering on application and accountability, application and accountability, hear the word, application, accountability, hear the word, application, accountability, until it becomes a habit, until it becomes a part of me and who I am. Because the reason why we have such a hard time activating the purpose, activating what God has called us to do, the reason why it's so hard to do that is because of the fact that we are not realizing that our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And if I don't meditate on God's thoughts, if I don't empty out myself, if I'm not willing to, to, to be stretched and uncomfortable, if I'm not willing to love God all the way and, and, and forgive even when it's hard and just trust and be patient, the first word is love is patient. And to be patient about what God is going to do, then I'm going to miss out on all of the purpose that God is setting me up for. If you feel that you, you're asking God to let me be obedient with thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, 
thousands of people being able to be impacted by what I'm, or let me just be obedient and just something of being a good mother, or let me be, let me try my obedience there. He's like, you know, let me see you be obedient in the the instructions I gave you first. Can I see you be obedient with the instructions I gave you first? Can you be obedient first with meditating on the word day and night? Can you do that? Can you be obedient with not being anxious and, and bringing everything to me in prayer and petition? Can you, can you be obedient in that? Can you be obedient by bringing your tithe? Like, I'm not even asking you to invest in anything. Let's, let's start with tithe. Can we do that first? Let's just start with tithe. If that's where we are, let's start with consistent tithing. Not that you've tithed before in your life. Let's start with consistent tithing. Baby steps. Let's start there. Then you could be obedient about investing and seeing millions of dollars. Then you can be obedient. Let, let's start with forgiveness. I want love in my life. Yeah, let's start with forgiveness. And that forgiveness may be forgiving God, for resenting God, for taking you on the long route. Forgiving God for, you know, watching you in a valley. And yes, you have the audacity to be upset about God, but he knows you already were. So let's just be honest about it and move on. Let's just be real. Let's just be real about it. If there's more that you feel that God has for your life, more that God wants you to be obedient in, more that God wants you to do, then first you need to store it over the first instructions God gave you. And we can find those in the the verses that we talked about today. I hope that this has been a blessing for you. Please, please, please share this with a friend. It is what is your disobedience keeping you from because there are things that God wants to bring forth in your life. And I think it's our disobedience. It's us allowing distractions to get in the way, us not changing our perspective to everything that God wants to do in our life. And so I hope this has been a reminder for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave a rating, leave a review, share it with a friend. Let us know in the Royal Access community how you are enjoying these episodes. And I will be with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.